Hey everybody, it's Monday again. Time for another miracle story. You can see I'm flying solo today. I'm not interviewing someone about their story. Because uh, this is a story that I heard personally from another guy who doesn't live here. So here's how the story goes. So you may remember if you saw a previous episode of Miracle Monday, I talked about this 60 mile walk I took my daughter on this past summer to honor Father Emil Capen, who was a diocesan priest in Kansas and went to the Korean War and was an army chaplain, lived a life of heroic virtue, and died in a POW camp there. But the stories of what he did for the soldiers, just really inspiring. And now his cause for canonization is up. Right now he is servant of God, Father Emil Capen. But this memorial walk happens every year now. And it was four days, three nights, walking 60 miles over these four days. And so one of the days, you know, we walked all morning and then we stop at a farm to eat lunch. And one of the walk organizers says, hey, I'd like everybody to listen up to Nick. Nick's going to tell his story. So this young guy, Nick, starts telling this miracle story that happened to him. So here's the story I want to share with you. So about 10 years ago, Nick was 24 years old. And he was an athletic guy, played college sports. And he was running a 5K with some of his cousins, some of his other family members. But he's in real good shape. He's a 24-year-old young guy. But 100 yards from the finish line, Nick collapses. He just falls to the pavement. And his cousin, his cousin was running right behind him and comes upon Nick and is just like, what's going on? Nick's uncle was at the finish line waiting for him to, to finish. But the uncle, who's a doctor, he wasn't even supposed to be there. He was playing golf that morning, but was having just the worst golf game of his life. So he just quit and came to see his nephews run this 5K. So Nick's cousin gets the uncle and says, come here, something's wrong with Nick. And he comes and he's a doctor and he takes the pulse and there's no heartbeat. Nick is just laying there, no heartbeat. So he says, somebody go call 911. Somebody else get me a defibrillator. We got to get his heart going again. He starts doing CPR. Now, there was a gym teacher, okay, a phys ed teacher near the finish line, and he worked at a nearby school, but he hadn't started his job yet, okay? But he did have that big ring of keys on his belt, but he didn't know which key went to which door. So he runs up to the school, which was right nearby, and he just tries the first key and unlocks the door. And he runs and he opens up the door and he has no idea where the AED, the, the defibrillator thing is. So he just starts running down random hallways. The first hallway he takes a turn, it's right there. So he runs out, he runs back, gives it to this doctor, Nick's uncle. And Nick's uncle, the doctor, is keeping an eye on the watch. And he knows he's been two or three minutes already with no heartbeat. So he puts the defibrillator on, starts doing the shock, and nothing's happening. Now, Nick's other cousin, 13, 14 years old at the time, he just drops to his knees and starts praying. 
starts praying for Father Capon's miraculous intercession. Heal Nick and do it quick, right? Nothing's happening. Minutes, minutes keep going by. The EMTs come and the EMTs in the ambulance were Nick's old high school friends. And so this guy sees Nick, starts hooking him to all the machines, but he knows. He says, look, I know the look when someone's soul has left their body. And Nick had that look. So they're doing everything they can. They're hooking up to all the machines. They're doing the, the, the defibrillator in the ambulance. And nothing's happening. But that middle school-aged cousin down on his knees is praying and praying. Nine minutes with no heartbeat have gone by at this time. And the, the EMT gives up. He puts down all the... All the uh, instruments, there's nothing else he can do. And he just throws up his hands and goes, God, what am I missing? And it was at that point that Nick, his heart starts beating again. And he sits up and he's like, why'd you take my shirt off? What are you guys doing here? What's happening? He just sits up in the back of the ambulance. So this was a miracle because for nine or 10 minutes, no heartbeat. And the cool thing is Nick still has the printout from the machines in the ambulance that show he had no heartbeat. And then uh, they gave him the shock and it did nothing. And it wasn't until later that his heart just started beating again. So uh, it was also at that moment that the EMTs, after they had given up, they just felt something happen inside the ambulance inside the back. They just felt like the whole place just was filled with electricity and the hair on their head stand up, the hair on their arms stood up. And that's when Nick came back to life. Somehow this like supernatural charge of electricity from heaven, from father Capon in heaven, uh, was the electricity Nick needed that started his heart back up. So this guy finishes telling this story and it's just, I mean, he went home that day. I mean, it was just in a couple hours after they got to the hospital that he was fine and left and was as good as the day before. No permanent damage, anything like that. Uh, so this guy finishes telling this story and we're just blown away. Like, this is a guy we've been walking with for two days. We've already walked 30 miles with this guy and he was just one of the hundreds of people. And then he's like, oh yeah, by the way, my story has been documented by investigators, by the doctors, and the whole case and all the evidence has been shipped off to Rome and is awaiting verification there as one of the miracles to help Father Capon uh, move along in the canonization process. So Nick still has uh, a pacemaker in, and every time he makes the sign of the cross, he puts his heart right, he puts his hand right over his, his heart there and touches where that pacemaker is so that it's a constant reminder. The Lord saved his life and he has some purpose. And that's the reason that he is living his life with so much intentionality right now. Now, another cool thing that just sort of happened on a personal note 
was after my daughter and I went to this trip, this walk in Kansas, like two weeks later, I went to this other Catholic conference in Pennsylvania. And who's there? Nick and his fiance. And I'm just like, dude, cape and walk. And he's like, yeah, you and your daughter. He remembered me and I remembered him. And I got to sit down and eat lunch with him and get the story again and just be able to talk with him and get to know him and just see the awesome faith that he has and the wonderful fiance he has. They're both coming to this week-long Catholic conference together. It's just, they're going to have a beautiful marriage too. So I love this story. I love the fact that my daughter was able to hear it and we can look at someone who was dead for nine minutes. And then after the medical professionals gave up, it was his little middle school cousin on his knees on the pavement right there at the finish line whose prayers, because he was, he was the one who thought to do it. He's the real hero of the story. He just thought to drop down and pray. And Nick comes back to life. So uh, real quick, I'll throw up a picture of uh, Nick and I when I got to share lunch with him. Uh, but his story, there's a bunch of other really cool details about it. And, and you can look him up. Uh, I might uh, put a link to an interview with him in the description of this podcast. But um, I just want to glorify God in prayer for this cool, cool thing I got to witness and, and, and got to meet this guy. So if you join me, I'd love it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for this just amazing story I got to witness, and my daughter got to witness to see your power, to see what happens when someone just small and innocent with a pure heart, just a 13-year-old boy, can just fall to his knees and look to you when all the solutions of the world fall short, he looks to a solution from heaven. I thank you for the fact I got to meet Nick and we got to experience the power of Father Capon's intercession. And right now we just pray, Father Amel, that you will inspire us to live heroic lives of virtue, sacrifice, and service to others. Thank you for the blessings of our country and the blessings of our faith, the blessings in our lives, and may we never take them for granted, Lord. We believe that you have amazing designs. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We just surrender to your will, your plan, and we believe that you work miracles. Please increase our faith. We love you, Lord. Please help us to act more like it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tune in next week. We're going to have another miracle story that uh, actually gained national uh, prominence. It was featured on a bunch of uh, national news outlets, and um, it's really cool. So join us next week. Till then, God bless, and we love you.